This, this is Brock and Salk. Brock Ewart is my hero. Jay Buter just punched me in the kidney. On Seattle Sports Station. I actually heard Brock wouldn't agree to doing it unless he got top dollar. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Streaming audio and video on the Seattle Sports app. Now here are your hosts, Brock Ewart and Mike Salk. Hello! All right, final hour, Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710. Hoping the Seahawks will make a decision on their head coach within the next 24, maybe 48 hours. You would think at this point with all of the candidates available for them that a decision will get made. And so I found myself thinking, Brock, about the three that have been kind of most commonly assumed. No shot at Patrick Graham or Giro Vero, both of whom are intriguing in their own right. Uh, in fact, I think Avero probably should be on this list. I know he's been one of your dark horse candidates. Mm-hmm. And I think I could make you a case that he's the best person for this job right now. But for whatever reason, the three that have generated the most interest have been Quinn, Ben Johnson, and Mike McDonald. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I spent some time thinking about those guys yesterday and sort of a just quick pro and con list of them. What I really like about all three and what worries me about all three I'll throw them out there, and I I think you probably understand this stuff better than me, so I'll use this more as a conversation starter. But with McDonald, I'll tell you what I really like is that he's been around John Harbaugh. I think that is a fantastic breeding ground for a head coach. Obviously, he puts... And Jim. Yeah, and Jim, but specifically the Mm -hmm. last year around John or last Mm -hmm. couple of years. He obviously puts people in the right places. He's got a physical mindset. He's young. Uh, apparently, Ian Rappaport had some really or heard some really good things about him. He said this today. It sounds like he has been really dynamic in some of these interviews. I had one uh, person involved with one of the head coach searches who said this was the best interview we had by far. He is young. He is bright. Sort of the defensive Sean McVay is how he was described to me. And That's uh, obviously a huge compliment. And I do like that he kind of comes from another um, discipline, right? He was going to go work on Wall Street. He's like one of these really smart guys mm-hmm. that's found his way into coaching. And I'm intrigued by that. I mean, there's how no smart doubt. can he be? He turns down Wall Street for coaching? Yeah. I mean, there's some judgment issues there. Isn't <laughs> Maybe, there some decision-making yeah. Kind of guy who go for it on fourth down. most coaches would tell you, what an, what an idiot. Yeah. What, is, what is he doing? <laughs> he might be smart enough to actually understand the data instead of just being told about the data. Yep. So I, I like do, that. I mean, yeah, and Sean, the Sean McVay of defense, you're going to go up against Sean McVay, and you're going to go up against Shanahan, and you're going to go up against those guys that have really gotten the better of you over the last three, four years mm-hmm. schematically. So I think his greatest strength – would be his week-to-week scheme, mm-hmm. as we had on their ESPN Insider yesterday. As you listen to their play-by-play man, just talk about, you know, just him tinkering and getting guys to buy in and understand all the little details, not just the fundamentals, but actually kind of week-to-week coming up with a plan to really defeat that opponent. Why well, you just got to call him their play-by-play guy? You're afraid to call him Jerry Sandusky? The, yeah, the man's name. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the man's name is Jerry Sandusky. You just Poor don't want to call him that. Poor guy. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, just truly shocking. I think with a G though, not a J. I think uh, it is with a G. Yes, yes. Jerry with a G. Still, yes. fairly poor guy. And yep. his Twitter just got blown up during that whole thing. Yes, it did. Uh, what worries me about McDonald? Is he a leader? Right. And I know you guys talked to this Jamison Hensley yesterday from ESPN. And this, you know, I think worried people a little bit. Is he a guy who can stand up and lead an entire building? The one thing I can guarantee is that Mike McDonald will not be taking his shirt off in front of DK Metcalf at any time <laughs> either. So he's, he does not have that kind of personality. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he is. He talked. He, he even describes himself as, and a lot of his family members describe him as an introvert. And he is not a guy that I think really excels or feels very comfortable uh, in in large group settings addressing. Uh, but he is smart, and he knows how to you know get the best out of players, and he can relate to players one on one. Yeah. Now, Jerry Sandusky, who's the play by play guy for Baltimore, kind of said, hey, hold on a minute. I don't know if I would call him an introvert. He's more even keeled. That was yesterday. I'll take the guy Um, who isn't employed by the team. Exactly. Take his opinion on that and his own family members opinion on that. And and my own life experience, having sat in production meetings with him twice, he was not an overwhelming presence. It was not a change the temperature of the room when he walks in. And But you talk to him and you're like, wow, this guy is super, super bright and mm-hmm. fascinating and, and knows the craft and knows the defensive side of the ball incredibly well. For uh, Ben Johnson, the offense coordinator of the uh, Lions, what I like his communication skills seem incredible. He clearly puts guys in the best position to succeed. The guy salvaged Jared Goff, which is a, like an unbelievable accomplishment. He loves to run. Mm-hmm. He might be the reason that Detroit team got to where it did, maybe even more so than Dan Campbell. What worries me, I'm afraid that this is one of those examples of best coordinator on the best team. Mm-hmm. Like, is he the greatest coach? I don't know, but he's the best coordinator on a team that had a great offense. Sometimes and that works, Kyle Shanahan. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes it does work. And sometimes it does not at all. Mm -hmm. I'm also worried that he's going to have the stench of Dan Campbell's decision-making on him, which is just disgusting. Mm -hmm. And if he starts managing games the way Campbell did, I'm out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you like his BC background? Do you like that he was a GA at the uh, very esteemed Boston College? Well, you College? know what I said about BC the other day. <laughs> Coach tight all I know is, is you guys made fun of me for what I said about Zay Flowers, and he's obviously a talented guy. Mm-hmm. But when he made those two critical mistakes at the end of the game, knowing he's a BC guy, you are the yeah. worst about You have to bias. at least wonder if he had money on the game. Yep. <laughs> okay. Last <laughs> oh, candidate, gosh. Dan Quinn. Wow. Here we go. Just we'll a Boston College. Dan Quinn. Creepers. You know what he is, Brock? He's the adult. He's the adult in the room. He's been there. He's learned from his mistakes. He knows this building. Whereas the other guys feel very young and very risky, he feels like an adult. There's a very, there's a yeah. nice safety I, and comfort to, to go with Dan I am Quinn. just wondering why he has not gotten some of these well, other gigs. No kidding. Either. And that's the other part of it, right? Because the other side, the flip side, the what I don't like is it just feels weak. It feels like Pete Light. I don't like that, and he must hate that. I'm sure he does. Not Pete Carroll. I I led the Falcons to a Super Bowl and on the precipice of winning that sucker before Tom Brady and Matt Ryan fumbled once. And, you know, like how different is Dan Quinn if Matt doesn't fumble and they beat New England and they beat Bill Belichick and they beat Tom Brady and he wins a Super He's a Super Bowl winning coach. He's arguably one play away from doing that. Mm Mm-hmm. If that doesn't happen to transpire. So oh. if I were to do the same list, Brock, the ups and downs, and I just don't know enough about him with either Averro or maybe less so with Graham, but let's just focus on Azure Averro for a moment. What does that look like? Do you know what that that pro and con list looks like with him? Because certainly I know he's impressive. I know he commands a room. Mm-hmm. I know he's handled dysfunction yeah. and handled very difficult places at a very high level. What he's is intriguing to me, man. He honestly, and yeah. of of any of these of like that are remaining left, like most intriguing. I think he's my most. I think he's my favorite candidate left. Is he really? I think he is. You think because you just don't know. Because I don't really know that much about Nobody any does. of these guys. Correct. McDonald. I'm a little worried about the leadership thing. 
And, you know, I, I do. Here's work. what I do know, Saul. Here's what I do know. Unlike the University of Washington and these colleges that have like hours to make a decision. I know. They've had three weeks. Yeah. To turn over every stone. And with the loss, you know, it could not have played out better for Vulcan Air to, to get to Detroit and get to Baltimore and sit down with these final two candidates that were available and are still available. And, you know, say for Raheem Morris, who was destined for a second interview, you could say like he was the only one of all of these guys. Right. Harbaugh was not going to mm-hmm. be the guy and, and Dave Canales wasn't even on your list. And, and so, I mean, you're going to get who you want and you're going to have three weeks to, to do that. So ultimately, hopefully, come on, John. Let's get this done over the next 24 to 36 hours. All right. Good stuff. We'll find out. I would assume that they will. I mean, there's not a ton of upside in waiting at this point. So now it's just up to John and I guess Jody to make their decision. Uh, All right. Coming up, we're going to give you everything you need to know. And then I want to spend a few more minutes telling you guys or helping us to figure out who this uh, Jorge Polanco is, why he's going to be in Seattle and what it means for the Mariners this year. It's all coming up on Brock and Salk Sales Sports on 710. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, the Mariners made a move yesterday, and for the first time in a while, Brock, I think they've got a full-time second baseman. No need for a platoon. You got a switch hitter in Jorge Polanco, who's had some very good seasons. The risk, yeah, he's 30, but as uh, our guest earlier said, 30 going on 37. He's had some injury issues, but when he's healthy, he's a pretty good hitter. He gets on base. He's got pop. He's got on base skills, professional at bats, and the type of guy that you do want up late in the game in a clutch spot. Justin Hollander really likes him on this team. A couple different reasons. The switch hit is huge for us, the way our team is constructed. To have a guy who's put too neutral, um, who can hit in the middle of our lineup from either side, uh, is a big advantage for Scott as he stacks the lineup up to be able to go left, right, switch, or left, right, switch, and, and move the pieces around. Uh, obviously, a middle infielder who has experience at, at a lot of spots on the diamond and so can solidify second base for us. An- another great fit. Uh, and just what we know about the person, everything we've done on our homework or background says he's a top of the scale leader, great makeup, great human being, great teammate. So really excited about the entire package that he brings to the table. Well, he's not the only one. Jerry DePoto raved about him as well. He does all of the things that we value very highly. He is He manages the strike zone well. He's always been uh, an on-base threat. He has power. He's been a 30 home run hitter in a, in a really a difficult ballpark to hit. I like a couple things here. I like the word platoon neutral. I'm going to add that to my vernacular, mm-hmm. my baseball vocab. I kind of kind of like that. The other thing that strikes me, and I've mentioned this a few different times, is people do business. They enjoy doing. They enjoy doing. People enjoy doing business with people they enjoy. Mm-hmm. And this guy trains and works out with Julio. And last year, I clamored a bunch for a little more help around Julio, both from a leadership standpoint and certainly a hitting and contact standpoint. And the fact that he trains with Julio down there in Tampa with a bunch of the other superstars, Julio is still the most important player on this team. And finding a confidant, finding an ally, and finding somebody in that lineup that can protect him. And as your buddy said at 630, maybe even carry a team for two or three weeks so he doesn't have to. I kind of like a lot of those pieces of what Jorge brings to the table. Here's the second thing you need to know. No coach yet, but we do have a little bit of Seahawks news this morning. Geno Smith is headed to the Pro Bowl as an alternate, as a quarterback, as is DK Metcalf. Both have been added uh, to the... uh, 
the great week planned in Orlando. There's no Pro Bowl game, right? So they're just added Another to the skills. roster. Right. Well, easy. What? Eli and Peyton are going after it in a seven-on-seven game with their oh, players. Seven yes. Seven. Are they still doing dodgeball? And it's really important to Peyton. We've been talking about it. Yeah. Giving him some seven-on-seven plays. Oh, being wow. the pastor. That yeah, so you better really win nice. this sucker. He was embarrassed last year by Eli. He did? Yes. I didn't watch that. You didn't watch? No, I'm probably not going to watch either. it this year either. But I know a lot of people do. It always has great, great ratings. In the meantime, uh, what are the Seahawks going to do? Got to imagine a deal is coming or a name is coming here within the next day or so like how much longer would you need to go at this point given that everybody is available and ready for the job um a lot of momentum all of a sudden for mike mcdonald from ian rapaport from adam schefter do you think that's the direction this goes well it's the finale and isn't there some advantage to be in the last one right and, and remember they did not have a virtual one with him they needed the ravens to lose in order to do what they're doing today and that's fly into Baltimore and meet with him but I would think that there is some advantage if the Hayes in the barn with all these other candidates you've interviewed them, all of them multiple times and Quinn and and you know all, Evero and mm-hmm. Ben Johnson he did a virtual with and just did an in-person yesterday I think there's some advantage if Mike McDonald now also understand I said this point yesterday to Brady this is different than the draft this is this is two-sided this is the other side saying yep. this is ben johnson looking at these jobs this is mike mcdonald looking at these jobs this is dan quinn looking at these jobs going you know what this is really where i want to be i want to be linked with john i want to be in this organization and i feel like some of these young pieces that are in place in the core in seattle is much better than washington let me be a seahawk well they're well. gonna have to make a decision at some point if they want to get assistant coaches some of that is starting to turn. Some familiar names moved yesterday. Clint Hurt goes to Philadelphia as a D-line coach. Carl Scott's going to join him. And former UW coach Jimmy Lake is going to run the defense in Atlanta next year for Raheem Morris. Here's the third thing you need to know. It's a good plus-minus talk regarding the Kraken earlier, and they are uh, going to be in San Jose this evening for a little tilt there. They've got points in three straight games. The Sharks are bad. Uh, in fact, Must win, Saul. Must win. It's a game must 15, win. Must win. Wow. Got to get it done. Got to get it done. Put right. it on it right there. There you go. That's everything you need to know. Quarter past every hour here on the Broad and Salt Can I just show. say one other thing? You're going to come attack me next segment. That's good. Not, I'm ready no, to go. I just, no, no, I think no, what you said yesterday me. was that's unnecessarily. Fine. Well, that's fine. We'll get after it in 10 minutes. Yeah, just wrong. Can I just say something, too? Yeah. The fact that DePoto rattled off about 52 names in 12 <laughs> minutes. I was just trying to remember Evero's name with McDonald, with what, what's that I guy? I think it's Avero. Johnson, Avero, whatever. And the fact that he rattled off, like going through, seriously, how many how many names did he rattle off in 12, 13 20? minutes? 20. Oh, more than more, oh, more than that. I more guess I was 20. just thinking of the names I didn't know. I think twenty just bullpen arms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think he went to, and you know, like it just as a reminder. Last year we obviously did the Depoto show all through December and January, and it was awesome. You know, all the different movements, and we heard kind of week to week what they were doing. They never rest. That is a job that just never rests. They're flying around the country. They're talking to their players. They're flying, you know, all over the all over the world to Venezuela and the Dominican and had their international signings and. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there are a lot of names, and I feel like more so than last year. Maybe we need to take a little more time leading into our trip at the end of February because there's going to be a whole Mm -hmm. new roll call. There's going to be a lot of guys that we got to be on the lookout for. Who do you want to talk to down there? Who's on your list? (sighs) Julio. Yeah, obviously. Are we going to just stare into his eyes again? That was awkward. (laughs) It was. Probably not. But, like, some of our favorite guys talk. I mean, like, we love talking to Paul Seawall. He's not going to be around anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, who was it last Mitch, year? Jared Kelnick was, was an obvious one. That's Mitch. not going to happen again. 
Who? You guys love Los at Rojas last year that you guys. Oh yeah, Rojas to? is great. Definitely would like to talk to Luis Rojas. Gonna mm-hmm. want to talk to um, Logan's new Logan. toys. Whatever his new toys in his bag are. Logan and Cal. I mean, you sure. mentioned Brant Brown earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we may need to do that. That's true. Yeah. That would be a good one. Matt Brash can finally teach more a slider. Yeah. You know who I think is... He did not want to hold He did not want to hold our hands up and see who have longer fingers. He was like, what is wrong with you guys? I bet you somebody the most quietly encouraged through all of these little movements, and I know you're going to rank the, the Mariners' moves here this offseason, mm. I bet one guy who's quietly and behind the scenes is probably most excited about all these new little pieces is Scott Service. Mm. I think I think a Scott service, just listening to Jerry talk about the different personalities, getting Mitch back in the fold, the pro that Polanco is, mm-hmm. some of the versatility, Salk, the platoon neutrality. You know who I think is a big deal. You know who Scott. probably wasn't excited about the Polanco deal yesterday? Sam Haggerty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna guess Sam Haggerty saw that and was like, son of a gun. Yes. Like I thought I had the twenty-sixth man on this roster thing sewn up, and now it's gonna take an injury for me to make this team. Mm-hmm. All right, more on the uh Jorge Hey, Polanco coming up. Plus, Brock said something yesterday. Don't that say moron. I'm really no. It's not moronic. I just I think you're setting yourself up for unnecessary trouble. It's next on Brock and Salk. You're listening to Brock and Salk, powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio on Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. You know I love you, right? Oh, is this what you do? Is this how it starts? No, I mean, you know I love you. I respect you. When you and Heather you, get into your introvert-extrovert kind of debates and everything else, this is how it starts. You but know I love you. You know how I love you. Molly and I had a good one last night. You got into a kind of feisty. Oh. Feisty little debate last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, feisty little debate last night. So. Sorry. Knocking off, you dirty little well, mind. you said it after I said Jeez. I love you. I mean, you can okay. understand why Fine. my mind didn't go to a fight. Sure. So I do love you, and I and and oftentimes, Brock, the two of us will will reach out to each other to step in to just sort of you know have a little intervention to make sure that yeah, don't you know, say things like don't give up on like right like you reached them. out to me today and say don't mm-hmm. do that the same way I would like to reach out to many coaches across college and NFL football and and just have a little intervention for them with mm-hmm. this fourth down thing cuz they've lost their mind yeah. and overcorrected I, I I saw the note today I didn't hear it yesterday huh. but I saw the note this morning I listened to some of the show yesterday you and Brady sounded great <clears throat> did you really say that you think Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey have jumped the shark and you're done now? It just it feels so manufactured. Let me now. let me help you out. Feels let me help you out. Let me let me help you. Let me save you from you. Because mm. you know how I how I do love you. There's no upside to this debate. There is no upside at all to making angry the largest swath of people in this country right now, which are people that love Taylor Swift. Mm. There's no upside. They are in no way willing to listen to nuance. Mm. Think of the most angry Mariner fan and how they want you to, dis, you know, essentially destroy ownership and drop kick somebody in the ownership group right. once an hour. Yep. Think of that level of anger, okay. multiply it by a factor of 100, and then make it infinitely larger in terms of how many people are in that group. Okay. No upside. Okay, so Zero. you may or may not live in a house of Swifties. I mean, I, I'm not going to give away all your house secrets. Oh, no, it's very clear. And I may have added another one yesterday with Gertie. So wow. I yeah, I feel like my whole house is like mm-hmm. Swift crazy. Mm-hmm. But you're crazy, dude. The don't, Swifties don't, are all good do, with this? Do, they're all good with her loving a meathead like Kelsey? They're all, they're all good yeah, with this? Yeah, they come call around him on a it? golden retriever boyfriend. 
He's a golden retriever boyfriend. This is the new thing in boyfriends is oh. that you get yourself a gold instead of what was the one before? It wasn't golden retriever boyfriends. It was like uh Pitbulls? Huh? Pitbull boyfriends? No, they you had, know more about this they than had I do. another name for yeah, boyfriends that this. you had before. But huh. but now they're golden they yeah, you want a golden retriever. Just a you know a boyfriend who does what you want him to do, and so that's what Travis Kelsey is. He's kind of happy. He doesn't have to be the smartest guy around. This is, this is a TikTok. Oh, it's a Rottweiler. Yeah, he's happy. He's loyal. He's a TikTok golden retriever boyfriend. TikTok defines a golden retriever boyfriend as one who is trusting and kind, unashamed of his feelings, See? and while a little naive, full of optimism and positivity. There you go. That's all they want. So they're happy with the Travis Kelsey thing, Brock. And beyond all of that, CBS barely showed her on Sunday. What? And yeah, but they show her like twice the entire no. time. 15, 15 oh, times. Oh, no way, man. You oh, can barely easily. see her. She was in the back of the suite. Justin pointed out, and I totally agree, that she's, I think, hiding from the cameras at this point she's trying to that. make it kind of get away. She's not, like, clamoring for the attention no. that somebody, way. Somebody got a, a shot of her catching herself on TV and mouthing, please go away. Yeah, right. I, I, I'm, I'm right. That's why she didn't go to the field and kiss him. You well, know, hold on. Wasn't everybody else's family down there? She can't enjoy it with him because that oh. bothers you? Oh, there are other wives down there. Oh. Were they? Were they kissing Girlfriends? like that? Yes. I love you. I they love just don't you. get as much Oh, I love you. I love oh, you, baby. Oh, I love kids with their you. eyes open, so it bothered yeah, me. A little, yeah, a little baby talk. Oh, I love you so much, baby. Dude, okay, this is, I love you, you girl. I knew this oh was going to happen was eventually. That was a perfectly you, normal I interaction. I knew eventually the crowds you run in were going to influence you on this. It feels manufactured. It really, I mean, it may be manufactured. I'm not mad let yeah, you him, are let, let love yeah, love are. I, have you been talking to tony about this am i gonna get mad when he gets on the knee and they get married i won't be mad go get married you two they may get married in a week oh, we, we may see them getting okay. engaged at the super cool. bowl that's what the fine. problem right. is Keep but the lead up, see, dating into like, leading up to marriage that's no good did you see the number that came out did i you did see the number that came out of how much money has been involved like in the how much advertising dollars she has brought into the nfl i'm guessing a lot i did what, would you, what, what number would you throw out there just, just throw out a, just throw how out much advertising money she's brought in just by herself with the just market by, she can just, reach just by the market she this can season? reach just by the shots that they have shown albeit fairly quick on Let's television and everything else 250 million pretty close yeah 335 yeah. million I, I absolutely believe it yep. and i see it in my house i mean jokes aside i literally see it in my house my so kids the girls like, oh, now she... watch these games looking for Avery to... was ready to stay home she was supposed to go somewhere with heather uh on sunday and Heather was like, well, Mike's going to be home. You know, Dad's going to be home watching the games all day. And Avery's like, oh, who's playing? It's like, well, it's Baltimore and the Chiefs. She's like, oh, really? Maybe I'll stay and watch with you. Mm. She literally would have watched that entire game. And the Heather finally insisted, like, no, you're coming with me. You don't care. They're going right. to show Taylor Swift He's for just a seconds. golden retriever boyfriend right. anyway. Who cares? But they, but Avery would have stayed home to watch the game. I told mm. you, Cecily had a friend over a couple weeks ago. And they were, I was watching games. Like, who's playing? I was like, so-and-so, so-and-so. She's like, not the Chiefs? Like, no, she's like, yeah, I'm out. Yep. Like, she only cared about that. That's the mm -hmm. only thing she wanted to buy. And if, by the way, they pick up a love of football along the way. Sure. Did you see the ratings for the game on Sunday? I saw the evening game. I saw the Niners game did the biggest, what, 56 million since I think it the was Super Bowl? 61 million. Highest AFC championship game since, I want to say, 2011. That's awesome. Well, yeah, but that's not because of the Kansas City and Baltimore markets. That's Tony Romo. He's great. Yeah, it's Tony Romo. <laughs> I mean, people, people want to know if you ever kissed your wife on the field, Brock. Um, no, no, negative. Wow. Never. No. Don't like what about that, after don't like you that were kind married? of PDA? Is that what? What about after not, you were married? Not, PDA not even then. Like that? No. Well, anyway, it, it worried me, Brock. I saw that information come out you. yesterday. No, hey, can we talk about me? the other thing you. Brock was mad about? You're trying to protect me from the Swifties. What else is Are you gonna Are you gonna defend Jared Kelnick? 
What did Kelnick do? He got. He did they another thing. They asked him thing. how his le- how his swing will. Oh yeah, say better than T-Mobile. Will perform right? in Truist yeah. Park, yeah, and he had well, to say better than Seattle. Well, I mean that's just true. But that's dude not needs, what they were asking. Dude Why do you needs keep bringing? Dude needs to just zip that song. Oh, I don't know. That one doesn't really bother me much. <laughs> he needs to just zip I think it. what he's saying is the same thing everybody says. Like, yeah, this yeah. park stinks to hit in. You know who else stinks? You hitting breaking balls. You know, you whiff forty three percent. So you could be playing at Wildwood Park where I play T ball, and you're not hitting it over the 180, 180 foot fence. But both at Wildwood Park because they said, you don't how are you going to hit in Truist Park? How does your swing work right. here? And he's going to say better than where I've been for the last uh, few years so far in uh, my career. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That one doesn't bother me. I think he's yeah, like every other baseball player. Who who's played at T-Mobile Park. Afterwards, they're excited to hit somewhere else for 81 games this season. Yeah, but there's some that have contact and hit line drives, and maybe the ball hangs in the air. They have a little bit more right. of a legitimate argument so, but than the guy that, who's got a whiff rate. is his point? No, he's yes, got a whiff rate that's in the bottom 5% is, of baseball. He's not a guy who just hits line drives and all that. He's a guy with power. Yeah. It should go better in this than it did it, at T-Mobile. Yeah, I mean, it sure should have translated Man. all those times on the road, too, Man. Jared. How about all those other places you hit? I mean, like in where Chicago where he hit like a 470-foot home run? Sure, sure. And then he didn't hit a home run for like nine months. Yeah. So why don't you just zip it, kid, <laughs> he was and go out there and hit before you open your mouth again? He had a very unfortunate injury during some of that time. I mean, yes. his fluke thing, man. Who could have ever sure. expected that water bottle to be right where it was? <laughs> um, all right, I did have a fun day yesterday. Thank you for, uh, for giving me... Uh, the day to go meet yeah. my new puppy uh gertie uh i created my first instagram reel with her i put some uh some wow. videos and pictures out there on the various social Are media platforms back to all the frenchy content that you've been consuming yes, for all these years that was my uh, that was sort of the goal what do you think of her hopping i did not know i mean the most let's be let's be fair yeah. it was a mariner it's a former mariner who had the most athletic Frenchies that I'd ever seen? Here, my Walker. here, my image of a Frenchie was you know was Wendell. Wendell, not athletic. No, not no. athletic. And then I see Taiwan Walker's Frenchies. I'm like, man, yeah, those look like world class athletes yeah. right there, and they're bouncing around a little bit. But yours got Gertie's also, got some hops. There was Jerry Depoto's Frenchie, who you remember at the near the end of his life as he was blind, walked into a pool. <laughs> In yeah. Arizona, and Jerry had to dive in and that, save yeah, him that, that because happened. Frenchies sink sure. like a stone. Sure. Yeah. They don't have long limbs. They're not anatomically built to swim really well. Gertie had some hops. Well, yeah. I mean, Gertie goes to the combine in a month. Gertie's got some serious, like, where we put Gertie on the force plates down there at spring training yeah. in three, four weeks. We want to see what she can do. Yes. What kind of force she generates off the ground. Well, she might actually have a dog that wants to walk on your hands. Well, so, yeah, we actually tried to walk her yesterday on the leash for the first time, and she made it around the block, which is longer than most walks with Wendell over the course of his life. <laughs> So, yeah, her first day on a leash went better mm. than any day with Wendell during the entirety of his 14 and a half years. Mm. Uh, she is very cute. I really like her. Uh, she came late to us on uh, Sunday night. And uh, so the kids made signs. My dad had the idea of like, well, what if you had welcoming signs at the airport like a limo driver has so that she yes. recognizes you, which is yes. funny. So the kids are like, oh, that's funny. They made signs. So you ever stand at the airport randomly with a sign? <laughs> you get the strangest conversations. 11 p.m. Sunday night. It's like dead at SeaTac. And we're standing there with these signs. People, everybody makes the same joke. They all walk by and they're like, hey, you spelled my name Gary wrong. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Like, it's just like, sir, you know you're the fourth person to say that in the last five minutes. Nice Gosh. job. Uh, and then I've told them that we had a, a flight attendant from another another random flight attendant walk by, and she's like, "Oh, are you guys waiting for a flight for a uh, for an exchange student?" And I'm like, "No, it's for a puppy." She's like, "Really? Can I wait with you?" 
like, uh, I guess. I mean, like, like, don't you think that's a little presumptuous? Did she stay? She did. She was oh. very nice. She stayed with us, and she did, thankfully. She offered to take some uh, video oh, of us cool. meeting Gertie for the first time, mm-hmm. so that was very nice. Mm-hmm. But still felt like, I don't know, like, we brought our family here to meet this dog, like, you want to just like kind of jump into that moment with us? It feels like a lot. Anyway, that was uh, that was our night. Police officer came over to check the scene and see what was going on. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody checks out what's going on in the middle of the night at SeaTac when you're standing there holding funny signs. So how is this going to be for like the show? Like, yeah, I'm going gonna, gonna to spin this selfishly like to you, yeah. know, you me, Maura, <laughs> Justin. Like, how is this going to be? For, is this like a newborn? Is I, this like I the did. middle of the night? So I did open the show today by saying that I was thinking about taking a one year leave of absence to mm. just spend every moment with mm. Gertie because I'm totally mm. head over heels in love. Mm-hmm. Um, but also. So, uh, yeah, it's harder than I remembered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and your energy level compared to 14, 15 years ago. not as good. Also a little different. Yeah. Yeah, like, and plus we've got the kids. Now, the kids are helpful. Now, the kids should step up, They have already. Yeah. So, I mean, but, you know, I forgot sort of like having a toddler where you're like, okay, she's been sleeping for a little while, ate some dinner, now I'm just going to sit and do my work. And the moment you sit on the couch, it's like, oh, oh, you're sitting? Oh, I don't think so. I think you should be hanging out with me. And you're like, oh, yeah. son of a gun. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, I'm going to probably ask you guys to do all the work for the next year. Gertie cool? oh, coming to spring training? Or I wish. Or hold back? Mm. She could. She's. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's small enough to carry, so we could take her to spring training. Teeny, all... right? How, how small is Gertie right, right now? now? She's eight pounds. Eight pounds. Eight pounds of French Bulldog. Wow. She's, got, uh, she's probably going to grow to about 22 is mm. what we think. Wendell was 28. So we're looking at a little smaller dog. And right now, like Michael Penix's hands were 10 and 3 eighths. Right. Is she 10 and 3 eighths? 10 and 3 eighths what? Length. Like her hands? No, like her length. Her like, le- I didn't measure could, her length. Could I don't Penix, know. Could Penix hold her in one hand? I mean, like I can hold th- her in one hand. That's okay. not too hard. Oh, I mean, okay. it's her body. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But like, could you get your like thumb to her tail while, yes. her, while your pinky is on her nose? Yes. I don't think so. You don't think so? Even 10 and 3 eighths? <laughs> Why don't you measure her today and we'll compare her All right. to Michael Penix's hands? I will measure her size. from, from, from yeah, nose to We need to the combine measurements. Please do. I'll give you a full Gertie combine. We'll see if we can get a 40 out of her. Yes. All Obviously, the vertical you've seen the hops is are pretty, tremendous. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, fun. I know you all have been waiting for this for some time, and the Arctic blast did not help as well, no. and everything that has been delayed. So super fun that you guys get a new one to love. Thank and you. yeah, I'm going to sure. imagine that the girls are going to be yes. just big, they're, big contributors. They're pretty into it. And uh, Gertie, by the way, short for Gertrude. Of course. Yeah. Yes. So if you remember, Wendell was named for Oliver Wendell Holmes. Uh-huh. There's uh, two Gertrudes or Gerties in, in literature. One, of course, Gertrude Stein, sure, who sure, spent all that time in France, uh-huh. in Paris, with uh-huh. the expats, and yep. since Gertie's a French bulldog. And then the other is, uh, is I don't know if anybody read the kids' books, Gossy and Gertie, about the two Goslings. No, I never did. Right. Gossy wears red boots, Gertie wears blue boots. So we're going to have Gertie kid. in blue boots yep. quite often so that people mm. don't confuse her. Great. With Gossie, obviously, a totally, sure if it totally, was totally different Galloping Gertie, yes. That's another one. Yes, suggested. that's another one, the galloping Gertie. Are you right, making so Gerties? Denstein and Gig Harbor wants us to use Morris hand for scale. Morris hands? <laughs> oh, hold on. Did I say that no one could put their hands all the way around her? Mora could wrap up, <laughs> wrap up her entire litter just in one hand, which would have been very impressive. All right, let's do some ranking. Or just end the show, whichever. Let's just end the show.
Obviously, we're done here today. Weird. That's I swear to God, I did not do that. There is no ranked in here. There is no ranked in the log whatsoever. I swear I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Oh, my God. I did not. Oh, my gosh. Well, what is going on? That's not Maura's fault. That's not Maura's fault. Maura, what is... I just added it. Who is this man you are dating, Maura, for crying out loud? (laughs) Enough. Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmcore's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Sock. Top ten list. I'm not buying it. Ranked. Remember when we had Howdy? I swear it wasn't me. What do you mean it wasn't you? Who I didn't take Shaggy. You would think I sabotaged rank, but I didn't take it out of the log. We need to talk to Kyle Brown. Kyle Brown sabotaged rank. Yes. No chance. Maura, don't point that long finger. Four point back Man. at you. Maura, you're having Come a day. On. You're having a week or so here. What's going on with you? You need a vacation. Sure. You should take a vacation. What are you, like Clayton? Nobody will let you take a vacation? Go to Iowa. I gotta go to Iowa. It's not a good time. It's gorgeous this time of year. I think it was like negative 25 in the morning the other day. You know, Mara's gonna start working out, like lifting weights. She already did. Yes. Yeah. I'm not the best at figuring out what to do with the weights. I think she's but also I'm trying. She's also taking steroids, which is why she's having so many problems <laughs> doing her job. That all makes sense. <laughs> Performance decreasing drugs. You know who you need to talk to? Seriously, go upstairs. We have a salesperson here, Lakshmi, who was a um, like ranked bodybuilder, like uh, not bodybuilder, but uh, powerlifter. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Did you know that? No. Oh, watch me as a. It's awesome. Bad, you know what? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm really nervous that someone's just going to come up and tell me I'm doing everything wrong. So I get kind of embarrassed. Oh, she'll do that. <laughs> yeah, she could do that. But <laughs> she'd be your you. friend and do it, so it'd be yeah. fun. All right, uh, different ranking today. Just sort of the way things are. Uh, we thought we would rank the uh, Mariners' moves this off season. Since I don't know if they're done, done, but. They're close to done anyway. We'll see. Maybe there's something else they can add, certainly in the bullpen. But five Mariner moves this offseason ranked, Brock. Mm. Five Mariner moves this offseason ranked. No honorable mentions today. Just none? five. Nope, none. Really? Yep. Just going with the five. Number five for me, the Hanager deal for Robbie Ray. To get, to get back something that could be useful this year, for somebody that was not going to be useful this year is a win. And you saved money in the process, which they needed. And Hanniger brings some of the leadership they needed, which was missing with Robbie Ray not around. It's not a perfect deal. And it's not like I'm now banking on Mitch Hanniger to hit yeah. third and hit 35 yeah. home runs for you. Yeah. That's a pretty good deal. It's kind of what they needed, especially knowing that this could be the last year. Ray could opt out of his contract at the end of this year. I'm just a little worried about Mitchie. We got to keep away. I know it was Pax and the trip mm-hmm. over the sprinkler head, but Mitch has just had about every calamity known to man. But he's not unathletic. I mean, Paxton, no. like, no. you could no. you could understand why. Poor Mitch, it just happens to him. Sure. Yeah, it's just been unfortunate. I don't know. I think it's going to be good to have him back. Don't you? I do. I, I just got to kind of see it and feel it and hear it and Nice that he's already training and he's familiar and he doesn't make excuses about this ballpark. Heck, he went to San Fran, that, yeah. another brutal place to try and hit. Yeah, just last year, you just look at the, once again, the numbers are just so I know. broken with but injury. My, my concern about Mitch, actually, more than any other, and it's the reason this doesn't rank higher on my list, is that they have a DH. 
And I, I really do feel that at this stage of his career, he would benefit from a mm. lot of DH days. Mm. I don't think he's a great defensive outfielder anymore. And I think getting him off his feet would be valuable. That's the one thing that kind of keeps me like of all the years to he's have not gone a platoon neutral a guy. Salk. He's not a platoon neutral. Well, actually, he is. You think so? You think it's right? Righties and lefties yeah. the same? I think nah. he's righties pretty well. I think that's why they're going to have Canzoni and him out there kind of There's platoon. No doubt you're going to see field. some Canzoni. All right. Mm-hmm. Number four. And this one will be unpopular, but the JK and Marco trade to Atlanta because it facilitated everything else. Was it fun seeing them trade away two players for not much back in return? Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, it was the move that allowed everything else to happen. Because it just freed up some of the Marco money money. and freed up spots in the rotation and in left field. Jerry needed the money. There's, there's no other way to say it, show and unfortunately, me the money. I wish it wasn't Jerry? that way. I wish he didn't have to make Jerry, that trade. show me the money, Jerry. <laughs> say it, Jerry. I don't think Jerry's say the it, one Jerry. Say <laughs> <laughs> No, I would say in this case, well, look, we went over it before. Gosh, that Cuba was so good in that movie, by the way. Cuba? His character, Cuba Gooding Jr., Cuba. was amazing in Jerry Maguire. Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, whatever. Well, it's not like the country. Who cares? I mean, he probably cares. C-U-B-A. That's his name. All right, Brooke. Whatever. <laughs> Is it C-U-B-A? Brooke Hard. Isn't that your C-U-B-A? name? C-U-B-A. Brooke Hard? C-U-B-A. Brooke Hard? Yes. Number three, and I would think this one's probably high for you as well, Brock, would be the Luke Rayleigh deal, just because they mm-hmm. gave up Caballero to bring back Rayleigh. Yes. I like Caballero, but yes. there was a lot of redundancy on this roster for who yes. he is and what position he plays. Mm-hmm. And to get back a player that they needed at a position they had a lot more need for, that's a really good baseball deal. He was a little pest now. You know, Cabby was a little pest. He was mm-hmm. an irritant. He, bo- he was sandpaper, and he bothered everybody they played. Dylan Moore has got to be healthy, man. You mentioned Old Swaggerty is probably on the outside looking in, but those those guys are going to have to push really, really hard because he was a nemesis on the base pass. He was your late inning guy. He did cause problems yep. in that way. But you're right. They knew ahead of all of us that this Polanco was a possibility and there was not going to be a spot for Cavi. And I do kind of like Rayleigh. Big athletic dude, middle mm-hmm. linebacker, 6'4", 240, that can run. I like them guys. Yeah. Hey, guys, we have a little breaking news here. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Tom Pelissero, our guy. Uh, ben Johnson informed the Seahawks and Commanders that he is staying in Detroit. Wow. Wow. Unfinished business. Mm. One big mm. name off the board. Hmm. Wow. Seahawks Twitter's going to be so mad. <laughs> Probably, so probably got a healthy raise in Detroit. I'm so gonna guess. Bad. Probably yeah. a healthy extension, like a lot of zeros. Maybe he figures that Dan Campbell's gonna get fired soon. He's just no. gonna end up taking that no. gig. Mm-mm. No, no. Maybe he figured that O line in Detroit pretty good for an offense coordinator. Yeah. And if I was a hot commodity this year, I'll get an extension. I'll be True. even hotter. Mm-hmm. All right, look wow. really uh, for Caballero number three. Number two, the deal they made yesterday, Polanco, right? I know you like this one. I do like that one. I'll be curious what number one is for you. Oh, I know you're going to be creative with number one. So yeah, yeah, I like this. Uh, I like this Polanco deal. I like a little cover for Julio. I like one of Julio's buddies. I like a, a dude that can carry a team. You know, you could Adam Frazier and Colton Wong, and you could certainly make your critiques about this and put him in that line of a thirty-something coming off injury, was an All-Star three years ago, not last year, and all of it. And you could make a case and probably write a pretty decent script on both sides of it. What you would never say about Adam Frazier, 
And probably Colton Wong is what we heard this morning at 630. This guy can carry your team for three weeks. He's that kind of juice in his bat. So, yep, I like this. I think that's a pretty good sign. I don't know where these guys are going to hit, but I just started noodling around with the the lineup. And I kind of went JP Julio Garver, but maybe it's Polanco in there, right? Cal, then I had Polanco, and then Rayleigh at six. And then some combination, Hanniger Canzone at seven. Probably France at eight, and then Urias and Rojas. France at eight? I mean, you have them ahead of any of those guys right now? Probably seven. Ahead of Rayleigh? Maybe. Maybe uh, six. All right. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Is so there all drive line did to JP Salk? I mean, do you, uh, let's do hope. you have a memory? Let's hope. Let's hope it has exactly the same thing. By the way, if he hits well, maybe he moves up there. Maybe JP yep. is back in the nine spot when it's all said. I mean, like, there's a lot of options for them. And I think that's what Jerry was saying earlier. Yep. They got a little bit more depth in that lineup than they did. Doesn't make it necessarily a top-heavy lineup okay. with more stars, but a little more depth. All right, number one, you got me now. What I think number got? one is pretty what easy. The fact that they haven't traded any of their young pigeons. Ah. It's the deal they didn't make. Woo, Miller. Kirby, Gilbert, any of them. Yep. I mean, you're you're gonna roll into this season with those five plus Emerson Hancock. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good starting rotation. Could use a little more depth. Yep. It's a pretty good starting rotation. Yep. It's pretty good. Pretty good. All right, Ben Johnson you, you, staying in Detroit. Mm. Seahawks. Uh, you know, probably gonna go with either Dan Quinn or Mike McDonald. Maybe it's Giro Avero, dark horse candidate. Mm, we'll see. Kind of intrigued by that one. We'll see. Kind of intrigued. KJ for two weeks has all been on DQ. We'll is it see time if he for is this tomorrow. music now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There I figure is. you are now going to play us right? like Blue 88 music or something. <laughs> wow. Give more a break. All right. Stay around for Bump and Stacy. They're coming up next. We'll be back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Until then, the hey. Barn. See you, everybody. Get to the chopper.